Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the inaugural episode of Superintendents Unplugged, In-Depth with Davis, the podcast where we will dive deep into the world of educational leadership. I'm your host, Addison Davis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me as we embark on the inspiring journey together. As a superintendent once myself, I understand the challenges and complexities that come with leading a school district. But what I've come to realize is that there's abundance of amazing work being done by superintendents all across our country. This podcast is a platform to shine a spotlight on their incredible accomplishments and innovative approaches. Each episode will bring you exclusive interviews and superintendents from various districts across our country, both big and small, urban and rural, as they share their personal stories, triumphs, and even their moments of vulnerability. We will explore the strategies they employ to tackle the ever-evolving landscape of education, from fostering equity and inclusivity to embracing technology and preparing students for their future. But this podcast isn't just about showcasing success. It's about fostering a community of educational leaders who can learn from one another, share their experiences, and collectively navigate the complexities of our role. We'll discuss the tough topics as well, the difficult decisions and the innovative solutions that are transforming education for the better. So while you're an educator, a parent, a student, or simply someone who's passionate about education, this podcast is for you. Superintendents Unplugged is your behind-the-scenes pass to the world of educational leadership where we uncover the stories that inspire, motivate, and empower every one of us. Get ready to be inspired, challenge, and entertain as we embark on this incredible journey together. I can't wait to introduce you to the remarkable superintendent who are changing the educational landscape one district at a time. Today we have a treat, one of the best leaders in the nation. Today we have Jesus Jara, thank you so very much for being here. The superintendent of the fifth largest school district in the nation, Clark County. Thank you so very much. Thank you for joining us. Today. No, thank you for having me. This is great. Uh, good to see you. You look great. You look great. You look so relaxed. <laughs> listen, uh, man. Looking good, man. I'm happy to be here. Listen, you look awesome. Here we are in San Diego, AASA. And, you know, every chance you get the opportunity to, to talk to a superintendent that is making such a major difference for children, we want to grab it. And, you know, I, I just have to tell you, thank you. You know, your work that you've done in Florida as a Floridian, yeah. transitioned the private sector a little bit, then six years in Clark County, Las Vegas. We know that every job is has complexities, but the celebrations that you brought to, to town, thank you for what you do. And, you know, today let's talk about just the state of education you know what's going on in education right now you know we talk about superintendents being primed and being ready you know what's the landscape look like as we transition to be able to help children accelerate and discover endless possibilities yeah no thank you well first of all you know it's, it's putting together a great team a great team that can lead on your behalf right as a leader as a superintendent as you know uh, it, it's really setting the vision working with the board and the community but then the team's doing the great work that day to day and 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 i was blessed that i was able to bring in a, a team it took me some time to to really it's not something i was very surgical if you will um to bring in leaders that just believe in the vision and i think that is so important but i can tell you you know uh, the way i see uh k-12 today uh and and my colleagues that are on a battle on a battlefield every single day every minute when you're making decisions <laughs> for kids so you can sit 
uh, behind the you know behind the dais, you can sit in your office and be great at following orders, but that's not what superintendents do. That's right. Uh, if you're going to do the job on behalf of children, you know, there's some things that some people are going to get upset, right? Especially adults, because everybody calls you and and brings you in and says, "Well, we want to change." Okay, great. Let's change, but you got to change too, and 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 that is that is uh, some of the challenges you face. Um, but I'm going to tell you, in K-12 today, it's the teachers are in their, under attack, principals are under attack, superintendents are under attack, school board members are under attack. That's right. Everybody has been empowered coming out of COVID. Um, you know that that one to to really um, look at curriculum, look at everything else, and and really the reality is, I want children to be able to do. Reading and writing and doing that's math. Right. That's that is my priority every single day. And that's why school districts exist. School districts exist to really produce students that can be successful in America, in the economy. But everybody's got an opinion. Not only they want change, they're under attack, but then they have an opinion because they all went to school. They hire a superintendent as an expert. And I think you have to, school boards need to let them lead or get out of the way or find somebody else. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that don't hold me accountable, but let me do it my way. Don't tell me how to do the job. And I think that's the reality. So, um, you know, a lot of work to do, a lot of great things happening up in school districts. Look, in the turmoil I face, you know, coming out of COVID, my math scores are all going up because we have curriculum that's aligned. You know, our AP 10% increase, dual enrollment, you know, it's you got to continue to innovate. My dual enrollment, 1,000% since I got there. But I was able, I call University of Nevada, Reno, up, up, upstate Nevada. And I said to the president, I said, can my kids take dual credit with you sitting in Clark County, Las Vegas, a, f a 50 minute flight, it's a seven hour drive, but my kids in Clark County school district are sitting in Las Vegas, taking classes with you and our professors online as visionary. So, so you have to continue to, to, to really innovate as we continue to do the work. So, you know, um, that's the, it. The, I mean, the innovation continues. I mean, just for being able to create acceleration for your learners, not only even in, in your hometown, but throughout the state to be able to allow them to have access to more curriculum, more content, uh, push your cognitive demands. You bring it in Tesla, partner with Tesla to be innovative. And I mean, these are things that you've done as a leader that have set the standard. And thank you. And you said something. We, you know, superintendents, teachers are are under attack, that's a reality. I mean, we talk about the political complexities, the social complexities that are penetrating the classrooms today. It's our job as superintendents to be that downfield blocker. And, and, and in this space, you talked about you're only as good as your next hire. Yeah. And being, you know, you got team members here today that, you know, great people, give their efforts. Stole it from Florida, that's too. That's right. So you know why you 17 hours a day grinding. And, and you know what? It, it takes being a surgeon to be able to lead this work and do cool things. And, um, you know, we are working daily. I mean, just fighting to create a longer, stronger bench of educators. You know, how, how are you doing that? How are you facing that as we look at these trends to be able to move the needle? Well, you have to stay focused. I mean, and the, the reality is what happened. Look, I, I say to my teachers all the time, the, the, the most important place in a school system is the classroom. It's not my office. That's right. That's it is right. not my office. Believe me, and it's not the boardroom. You just room. rent you. It is not the boardroom either. It is the classroom where the magic happens, and you have to give those teachers the support, help them, guide them, and 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 teachers show up. I, you know, when I was a principal, I used to say to kids, you think my teachers wake up and make your life miserable? They wake up to help you. So that's what I used to say when I was a principal to my kids. I believe the same thing. I tell my kids that, that all the time, and I think that's where 
the magic happens. How do you support teachers that are high quality teachers, right? And I think that's the important. And then, you know, we talk about retention, we talk about recruitment, that is important. You know, and, and, and there's, there's a lot of things to say, but sometimes you gotta be able to say to, you, to your folks that you either develop them or you find them somewhere else. You, 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 it's not about, you know, let, well, let's look at retention, keep it. No, you want a highly gifted quality teacher in front of a, cl- in front of a student because John Hattie's research is very clear. It's a number one predictor. Awesome research. It's a number one predictor, and I think that's where we need to continue to do that. I think as, 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 as America, we need to value educators. I'm going to tell you this, and, 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 and I say it every day in, in Nevada. I said, I, I, um, I think we need to do something about pay. I really do. Because um, I got, there's, there's maids in the casinos make as much as a starting teacher. So what are our priorities in this country? You know what? I mean, to, to that point, Jesus, you think we got it wrong? I mean, we sensationalize athletes, professional athletes. We sensationalize. And listen, I'm a, I'm a sports guy, right? Play, yeah. play college baseball. We sensationalize, you know, actors, and 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 we need lawyers. But everyone in all of these particular verticals, they've been impacted by teachers. And for for states to understand, we get it. The the number two leading funding models in states are healthcare and education. And those two are the leading, but we have got to be able to have relief as superintendents and states to properly fund educators across this nation to be able to have that major impact. And choice or not choice, we've got to get people in the practition because it's dying every single day. Absolutely. You got to pay them, compensate them, performance, you know, I mean, be innovative. And I think that is, you, we were sensationalized the wrong thing, but I, I agree with you. We got to pay them, hold them accountable. And you don't have a guaranteed job for the next 30 years. I mean, and that's where we need to look at, you know, I mean, I know in the state of Florida, they got rid of tenure. I, I don't think that's a bad thing, but you can't continue. I mean, it's an act of Congress, if you will, to remove somebody that shouldn't be in front of children. I mean, I worked in Massachusetts as well. That was that was challenging. And I think that is where let's pay them, reward them, compensate them. But we need some high expectations. And I, and I say that for teachers, principals. For superintendents, for everybody on the, you know, because you can't continue to say, well, I'm going to hold the superintendent accountable. If he's the only one. Well, I'm not in the classroom. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it, it's a well, accountability model that has to go all the way down to the classroom teacher. Individuals that are, that, that, that read report to a superintendent that, well, certain things going on that may not be the best for kids. Yeah. And, and honestly, we need to be sounding the alarm, fighting it, and coaching them to say, listen, this is our roadway. This is our map. This strategic plan. Let us do it. Absolutely. You know, your your job is to support and empower leaders that can go do this work. And and when we look at all these elements, I mean, whether it's writing customized curriculum using PCG, whether it's bringing like a net in to be able to unpack and really drive down support, to assessments. Absolutely. Rather look at just right reader to do some cool things from decodables. These are the game changers that help us do it versus copying the pace and. The same mentalities, the same work every single day. We need leaders in the space. I agreed. I, I, it's it's where I believe the public-private partnership exists. You don't have the capacity in a school to do that. If you're not investing in your teachers and your administrators, then you got to bring in partners that can help you to build the capacity. Because you know what, we haven't even touched on on higher ed. I mean, the higher. I, I mean, if you really look at what what the institutions are producing, my teachers. Um, you know, they're not talking about because, you know, there they have academic freedom to teach whatever they want. Then you're looking at, well, my teachers, what I'm what I'm expecting with the Common Core Standards, with 
the 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 Florida standards, Nevada standards, those are high quality. They're not doing that in higher ed institutions. So you need partners that are going to help you because what the product that they're that they're sending you, they're not ready to teach kids. And then we're not even talking about the needs of the children. That's right. I mean, when you look at families that are in 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 generational poverty, education is not their priority. I'm not I'm not no, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that it's an excuse. But it's a reality, and I think we have to continue to invest mental health. You know, now with all the ESSER dollars that are going away, not you know, not to discuss whether we need to keep them or not. That's Congress's problem, not mine. And um, but here's the reality, though: these are things that what are the municipalities going to do, yeah. right? What are the cities going to do? Because it's a mental health issue. I mean, you're talking about safety. I mean, I'm spending money on canine dogs for you know, perimeters for single point of entries wow. that should be wow. in should be in the classroom. In the classroom. That's right. But it's the reality. Yeah. Problems that are coming from the community when last year I took thirty three guns from my campuses wow. and my police chief tells me, Well, those are the ones we found. Yeah. You know, now we're 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 pulling money, but when are the municipalities, when are the community gonna where the leaders gonna step up? Yeah. The mayors to step up and help us. I mean, that is also a big I mean, issue. Beautiful point. A, educators, superintendents, teachers, leaders, board members can't do it in isolation. No. It has to be faith-based partners. It has to be the chamber, economic development communities and committees. It has to be parents. It has to be caregivers. All have to stand up and attack and address safety or whether it be literacy whether it be expansion, accelerate learning, we have to own it. The 360 accountability in an entire community has to be in the forefront. A hundred percent. And that's not happening. Yeah. But then the superintendent is the lone ranger. It's him or her, <laughs> right, out there leading the work on behalf of kids. People need to realize it's the community's kids. That's correct. And, I mean, you said it well. I mean, and, and I know we, I don't mean to go down the, the Esser hole and rabbit, you know, that rabbit hole, but. You know, Esser, if Congress looks at trying to stay systemically and provide money, it should be for safety, security. It should be curriculum-based, and it should be aligning assessments. All those play in the part, in the, in, and particularly finding money to incentivize teachers. Those all should be a, a way that they continue to give to help us sustainable. I mean, we're, you're going to see an impact. COVID left the impact, and now our pandemic is really related, related to mental health. Yeah. And uh, But now you'll see a financials where superintendents and teams, I hope, go in, unpack their ESSER dollars to really look at how they can selectively abandon certain elements on their general fund dollars to really keep what matters, and, and it's in the classroom. Hey, we're doing that. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you the Clark County School Districts, that's what we're doing. That's what we did. I didn't invest in staffing because I knew the money was going away. So, so, But, well, first of all, you can't find staff, <laughs> you know? I mean, and, and, and here's the— you know, if I can, you know, I don't know how long we want to go, but I, got can, it, I can just it's your time. continue, you know, <laughs> I, 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 and I'm not going to call the airline out, right? <laughs> but I'm sitting there, I'm waiting for my bag at, at in Las Vegas, and I'm sitting there waiting, and it takes an hour to get my bag. They're like, well, we're short staff. I go, where's the paper? Why isn't the paper over here? But they're attacking me when I don't have teachers. Why isn't the paper coming in here and saying to you know, the the airlines with two A's, say, the airline with two A's saying, hey, you don't have the baggage claim. You don't have the ticket. You don't have the flight attendant. I'm, I'm calling out, but but it's when I don't have a classroom teacher, I'm front page of the paper. That's right. We have a workforce issue in this country. That's right. But we're the only ones as superintendents that own this. And for the entire 
uh, the entire uh, economic industry of, of, your, of your city. I mean, that is just ludicrous to me. I want you to spend a minute talking about all the great things yeah. that you did in Clark County, because I'm going to tell you what, you deserve it. Mm -hmm. and, and in this form, as a colleague, as a professional, I tip my hat to you. Great partnership. We're in Chiefs for Change together. We do some cool things in the council together, but more importantly, as a friend, yeah. let everybody know the cool things you do. Well, no, thank you. Well, first of all, the great team I was able to hire. Um, I, I'm so excited. Um, I appreciate this opportunity because, you know, we, we, we've, we've been in the, in, the, in the thick of things. And I just mentioned some. I'm really, really proud of um, uh, two years ago, um, actually almost three years ago, I, I brought in and I opened up uh, all my data to, to the naysayers, to the community, to the business. And I said, look at where we are. And we came out with an equity commission report um, that said, look, look at the inequities that exist in the Clark County School District that I, that I inherited. I inherited this and, you know, and I, and I knew the job. I knew when it was coming, we increased pre-K access by 47% since I got there. Pre-K access. So my babies that didn't have access to pre-K because you know how important it is. So then what we also did is we looked at our gifted screening. So in the past, it was those who had access went to a psychologist and their child was gifted. Yeah. So when we pulled that report, and these are, these are the numbers, and I'm going to tell you, in one community in the same school district, I had a school that was um, 100 to 1 to 192 of the kids gifted versus in the same district, one in every four was gifted. Wow. Can you tell me what the population looks like, uh, right? You can tell me where my black and brown children, one in 192. I said, no more. Unacceptable. No more. I mean, that's a civil rights issue, right? So I, I put it on the board and I said, we got to do something though. Gifted screening has increased by 31%. We have more black and brown children in the gifted program, right? So then we go into middle school um, we had the same thing. So we had uh, no access in my urban community for Algebra 1 and Geometry. You know how critical that is, right? So increase that as well Awesome. Um, in the last three and a half years. But here's the reality. We had a magnet policy that you needed. In order to go to the, in our world-class magnets, you needed to have Algebra 1. So guess who wasn't allowed into my magnet programs? By policy set by we the board. So bright future. Change. Changed that policy, changed it, um, and and now you, you I told you know ten percent increase in advanced placement, a thousand percent increase in dual credit, six thousand more kids are graduating college and career ready set by the standard. So all of these things in the turmoil of COVID and the turmoil of being fired, rehired, brought back, um, because the team stayed focused, the team stayed focused on the work. We also changed the grading, changed the grading policy, changed the grading policy. The night that I was fired two years ago, we passed an anti-racism policy for restorative practices, unanimous uh, by the board. So, you know, it's it's I leave the district in a better place. Hundred percent. When when I listen to, I mean, I, I'm getting goosebumps here, right? When we talk about equity. You know, we look at, you know, students that are trying to be. Well, you know, a good superintendent, I always say, someone to talk about equity. But some do equity, right? That's I mean, right you know, right, Doc. Right. You know, Doc, because right. he was with you at, right. at the Council of Great City Schools. <laughs> I, I, I want to be superintendent, or do you want to do superintendent? That's right. There's two different things. Man. Absolutely. But you it's know what? Same thing it, as equity. It's, it's about action. Yeah. And you know, hats off to you for for a, you know, acknowledging the problem. Many people want to face it. They acknowledge the problem and given access to students, 
who need us the, the most and, and giving them an opportunity to discover endless possibilities every single day. Thank you for being a champion for children. With this said, listen, I'm so proud of you. Thank I'm you. I'm proud of your leadership. Well, I see you. that. You I, did as well, buddy. You. I see I see a smile on your yeah, face. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> I was All like, right. I got that same smile, but yeah. um, thank you for being here. Look thank, thank you to, for having me. Look forward to, to partnering up and doing some cool things at this side of education to help superintendents. Again, here we are with Jesus Jara, leading the fifth largest school district in the nation, doing some excellent things in Clark County. Can't wait to see what that next journey may be. I look forward to always being a partner, friend, and fellowship. Until next time, with Superintendents Unplugged, I'm Addison Davis. Look forward to seeing you next time.